Beautiful Space and to our fourth episode of this series. We are halfway through um, consistency, right? Yay! I'm honestly getting more and more inclined to reading and uh, there's so much talent out here and I honestly can't wait to uncover more. Yeah, I hope you've had a good week and a good day. Let's quickly get into the review. So in today's episode, I'll be reviewing Dance of the Jacaranda by Peter Kemani. As I was asking my friends to recommend books for me to read, I was especially interested in African literature. And I was excited to be reading this book, this book because it is not only African, but it is also written by a Kenyan author. And it is set in Kenya. Whoa, Kenya! <laughs> Yeah, so Dance of the Jacaranda is set in Kenya, or as it was previously called, the British East Africa Protectorate. If you're familiar with the history of Kenya, you would know that that is what Kenya was called pre-independence or in the colonial years. Yeah, so the time frame in which this book is centered is uh, the pre-independence era. So late 1800s into the 1900s up until 1963. But until Kenya was beginning to break free from British governance. I mean, I don't know how free we are almost, what, 60 years later, but story for another day. So, yeah, the story starts with um, a man called Ian Edward MacDonald, otherwise named Master. And from that title, you can tell he was part of Britain's plan for colonial control over this part of East Africa. Yeah, so he is the initiator, superintendent, and overseer of the construction of the railway line that would begin in Mombasa and go all the way to Nakuru. So yeah, the story begins after the railway had been completed in Nakuru. This is one of the stories that shifts between before and after or present day and the past through the chapters. So yeah, it starts um, present day of the book. So that's like post... No, like... As Kenya was gaining independence. Yeah? Yes. So, in Nakuru, MacDonald has built a mansion uh, lined with jacarandas for his estranged wife, called Sally, in an attempt to impress her. We later in the book see the complexities in their marriage. So, he was trying to salvage his failing relationship and decided to build a mansion for Sally. Imagine, imagine he built a mansion. You? No, no, you, I'm talking to you. Where is the mansion your boyfriend has built? Hmm, okay. Anyway, so although Sally, uh, although this mansion doesn't draw the particular attention of Sally that had been presumed, it ends up being the focal point of the people of Nakuru after it is made a hotel sometime later. Yeah, so in the Jacaranda Hotel, no, it is named now the Jacaranda Hotel after it is made a hotel. <laughs> Yeah, so in the Jacaranda Hotel um, now, a popular band plays there for entertainment. And the band has a lead singer whose name is Rajan. So Rajan, after one of his performances on a particular night, and this night ends up being very significant to this story, he meets a mysterious lady, a mystery lady. <laughs> a mystery lady who kisses him and just leaves. Yeah, so... And I say mystery because it happened in the dark. So Rajan couldn't tell like who this girl was. 
So Rajan goes on a quest to find this lady whose kiss is seeming to give him sleepless nights. So he looks for her for months. Imagine months and no hate to <laughs> to Rajan but Jamani months. Come on, nine months alikuwa natafuta this girl because of the kiss and he was just to women being all over him so like sir but anyway him being utterly uh, drawn to this lady happens to be very coincidental and after he finds her we see how this relationship's coincidence stems from historical inc- incidences yeah so i'll leave that relationship situation as that i don't want to spoil the book if you want to know what complexities i'm talking about or how they affected their relationship you might want to read the book so that's um rajan and the jacaranda hotel so this relationship between rajan and the girl i hope mariam mariam i kai but I think we marry him. <laughs> so this relationship paves way for the narration of the history of Rajan's family and the history of Kenya. So Rajan is the grandson of Babu or Babu, Babu. Let's call him Babu. Babu had sailed from India with his wife for work under the British rule. So Babu is one of the people who was delegated to work on the construction of the railway and so after he was delegated the work he has to leave his wife in Mombasa yeah and of course he's working among uh Kenyans the local Kenyans and other Indians all under McDonald yeah yeah so now we've gone to like the past <laughs> uh, babu being subordinate to McDonald and being expected to answer to him he proves to be very bold and stern in speaking up whenever his fellow workers were treated unjustly Uh, because of his resistance and outspoken nature mcdonald develops some resentment towards him yeah so this grievance between them extends throughout the book and of course becomes very disadvantageous to babu working under mcdonald yeah so the story is narrated in sections the the whole story is narrated in four sections that are titled the house of music house of silence house of light and house of darkness so yeah in this sections the author narrates the trajectory of babu's life from when he arrived in mombasa from india his time working on the railway for four years his interactions during the construction and a particular affiliation he has with his, his assistant who ends up um doing him dirty hey <laughs> yeah so the and then the entire journey until they arrive uh at nakuru where they are set to finish their construction um how they end up having misunderstandings with the local masai people there and you know there had been a prophecy that about the white man building a railway so the locals would obviously be resistant yeah and there was there, there were also some misunderstandings about uh, around the railway workers impregnating <laughs> impregnating the local masai girls and one that caused a lot of um irritation among the people was the impregnating of the chief's daughter so yeah the story narrates that entire journey including those mishaps that take place just before the completion of the construction um some of which this misunderstandings babu was involved in and is forced to retreat from nakuru 
and live a solitary life for some time before he chooses to go back to his wife in Mombasa. Yeah, so his wife, by the way, is waiting for him with a very not good surprise. Yeah, so they end up aki babu amepitia, babu amepitia kwa ipitabu, oh my god. Yeah, so they end up uh, going back to Nakuru with his wife and starting businesses there. There is, yeah, so they start businesses, they raise their family there, his son, his son, <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to spoil, but yeah, um, I'm going to spoil, you may spoil. Oops. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, they the story narrates up until Babu is raising uh his family and until Rajan now is born. Yeah, so all that trickles down to Rajan and him being a singer at the Jacaranda Hotel. Yeah, and then we are told about his newly found lover and some serious secrets about uh Rajan and his family and his father and his love life and some secrets also about Mariam, the girl yeah so all these events have taken place pre-independence and yeah so the period within which independence was being fought for around 1963 is when the story ends so in this period um uh, a freedom fighter i guess we can call him that called big man orders for all the people who aren't native kenyans to either register as citizens or be deported to their country. So, yeah. Let me leave it at that. So, the author narrates uh, your story, the, the events since the beginning of the construction of the railway um, until Kenya gained independence, focusing on Babu and Rajan and their significance in the history of Kenya gaining independence. Yeah. So, let's talk about the sociopolitical and interpersonal aspects of the book. Uh, back with the chambuaring. So first, colonialism. This is like the root theme of the book. And let me tell you, if you're looking to be triggered on matters, colonialism, macroaggressions, microaggressions, divides in culture, religion, race, read this book. Like, this Mr. MacDonald is so motivated to maintain control over his, over everyone, over the workers. And at some point, he even goes to extents of using dynamite bomb, yani, to destroy a sacred tree of the Giriyama people. Yani, like, what? As in Bona Nakwa so dramatic, he even, he even fired a cannon because of, like, small, small resistance here and there. And, like, you're just wondering why is he being so dramatic and aggressive? Why? Yani me, uh-uh, I was triggered, to be honest. You're like, come on, daddy. <laughs> Daddy, why, why, why was he being so dramatic? To be like, uh, uh-uh. some, some of these things are just so unnecessary. The, the aggressive nature, so unnecessary. Daddy, chill. <laughs> Daddy, chill. Yeah. So on religion, with the help of a reverend called Turnbull, uh, this colonialist, Mister Macdonald, he fuels his malicious intentions with religion, particularly Christianity. Yeah. So it just. <sighs> Yeah, it just makes you see khaki. Yeah, so aside from the aggressive colonial rule, there is matters of friendship and betrayal in friendships, marriage, infidelity in marriages, forced marriages, um, secrets in relationships, entrepreneurship, agriculture, education, um, entertainment and music, FGM, um, 
traditional Kenyan culture in different communities, racial hierarchy, um, religion, uh, especially of the cultures, and of course, freedom fighting and Kenya's liberation from colonial rule. Yeah, now this book is a really, really good book and the author's style and writing in general is impeccable. But the ending, guys, uh uh-uh. <laughs> the ending, oh my god, the ending was overwhelmingly underwhelming. <laughs> to be honest, and it makes me think the author made it anticlimactic for, like, on purpose. And I was telling my friend how <laughs> this recovery the recovery my recovery from that ending is just going to be extremely slow yani the author takes you through a whole emotional roller coaster the ins and outs the everything yani just to leave you asking then what at the end like all that for this uh uh-uh, please no okay me uh uh-uh, the suspense just it's it just it just stays there lingering because now you don't know what like <sighs> I don't know if, if like, may build up all of this thing and then there's no, like, particular, there's no, there's no particular conclusion. Then you're just left there hanging. Come on, socks. Come on, socks. As if <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the the ending just, the suspense, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know why Pichaki Mani would do me like that. Yeah, anyway. Um, really, really, really good book. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give Dance of the Jacaranda an 8.5. Yeah, if any of the things I've mentioned during this review draws your attention, you might like the book. And it's Kenyan, so come on. Yeah. We've come to the end of our fourth episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Bye. Thank you.